since everybody knows what their KPIs are, we don't have to flog them to do that. They know that their KPI is connected to the main goal of the company. Since everyone loves the company, why would they not want to hit their KPIs? Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips and Heather Marchant. We are back. Mm -hmm. We're glad that you guys are with us. The show keeps growing. This is so much fun for us. I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, you have a podcast? You, how long have you been doing that? And I don't remember how long we've been doing it because it's just a lot of fun. It's fun to be able to share. And it's really cool, Heather, when we get positive feedback, everybody loves positive feedback, right? And we do too. So if you love the show, tell us about it because it helps us enjoy doing what we do. And hopefully it's helpful for you guys. At least we hear from people that it is, Heather. So. Well, and when people tell us what they enjoy hearing about, we're going to do more of those types of episodes, right? When we know, oh, this resonated with people or was helpful or whatever. So reach out to us at invest at rpcinvest.com or even email me personally, heather at rpcinvest.com, just so we can make sure we cover the stuff you want us to talk about or reiterate, or if you have a question about something we've covered that maybe we didn't go into enough detail. Because sometimes coming up with what to talk about is tricky. Some days it's super easy and some days it's tricky. So yeah, I mean, sometimes I want to talk about something that um, I shouldn't. <laughs> and so we don't, you know, so polit don't. politically charged issues and things like that. <laughs> Some of you are in your cars right now laughing because you know, uh, <laughs> I would love to talk about them. I should probably, I should start a podcast where I get to vent on all of the um, political stuff that I, I, those of you who don't know me very well, probably don't know this. I'm not shy about sharing my opinion on things. I don't share some of my opinions on here because frankly, I don't want to offend anybody who's listening to the show because we really love all of you guys, but I don't have any problems sharing opinions. And I have some, I have some, you guys are going to be really shocked about that, but we don't, I don't get to do that. I should probably start another one and then, you know, just rant. Well, I'll have to do that after this one's over. So I don't alienate anybody. I would alienate like half of the people, I think. Heather, what do you think? Probably half. I don't think so. Most people agree with you politically that I've talked to, but yeah, that's so funny. Um, surely somebody though out there. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, I really love politics and I actually kind of enjoy the game of politics too. Um, but, and it's gotten so stupid these days that it's almost hard to enjoy. So yeah, that is Great. not what we're talking about today. That was a complete <laughs> tangent. <laughs> We're going to talk more about this whole positive feedback thing. That seems really simple. We just said we like positive feedback and it's not even on our list. I don't even think this is on our list. No, not on the list. <laughs> but that's a super simple tactical thing you can do for your team. Just give them some freaking positive feedback when they do a good job. Yep, that's true. I did add it that we every quarter, we have a core values award at our quarterly meetings and mm -hmm. we have the team nominate people on the team who have lived our core values yeah. and we give them a gift card every you know, quarter I, we do that i think we've talked about that before it just goes without saying that you should tell people that they did a good job mm -hmm. people don't know unless you tell them heather if we've been doing the show for for how long have we been doing this i don't even know three years i've been doing it with you for almost two and a half years so yeah i, I don't even know how long anyway yeah. we've been doing this for a long time 
if nobody ever told us we were doing a good job, I probably would have quit doing this a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, true. it is a lot of fun, but if I think I'm talking to myself, I don't like myself that much that I would want to talk to myself. <laughs> or take the uh, time, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Or pay the production crew or anything else that we do to make this show happen. That's true. So speaking of production crew, you guys do a great job. Mm-hmm. They really do a great job. And it's, um, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like when I forget my microphone and, and the audio is completely off between Heather and I, and they fix that. So you guys don't have, I mean, they can't fix all of it, but like when they level it out, that's really hard actually, especially like between, it's not like this is a, you know, Ron's going to talk and then Heather's going to talk. It's just, this is a conversation. Yeah. It's very difficult to fix that stuff. And anyway. I interrupt a lot more than you do. So <laughs> that'd be harder. <laughs> I'm impatient. I like to like jump in while I think of something. (laughs) Okay. So if you didn't catch last week's show, we talked about, well, not really core values. We talked about team members and how to keep them and how to have a culture that promotes people staying Mm -hmm. and thriving and growing on your team. And it was the touchy feely episode, Heather. Mm -hmm. I agree. Caring about your people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why in this company, we have people in leadership that started at the front desk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, makes all a world of difference. So I think, man, we have so many ideas. And we talked about this and thought, I said to Ron this morning, I said, Ron, I forget that we people don't know this stuff because it yeah, comes. That we like accidentally fell into all of this stuff and yeah. wanted to and some of it we've adjusted and tweaked from feedback, you know, stuff oh, like that. But some of the stuff we learned just from beating our heads against the wall, but others of yeah. this that we, we learned from other people who already had it dialed in. Yep. And I really wish I would have known some of this stuff over 20 years ago when I started owning businesses. And can I say, Heather, I'm, I think I'm going to get a new mic stand. Oh. This is another tangent, but those of you who are on the video, like I like my other mic better because I think it sounds better. I kind of like snuggling up on this mic. <laughs> kind of cool. I can like snuggle up on it. Um, <laughs> those of you who are not seeing the video, you just imagine me like snuggling up on this. I'm hugging up on this mic. I kind of like, I think I'm going to get one for my other mic where it sits on the desk. Cause then I can pull That's it around. Awesome. Snuggle up on. That's anyway, awesome. Snuggling again, up. nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But hey, having making sure you're heard clearly is these microphones make us sound a lot better than we do in real life, I think. So. Oh my gosh. Well, they all know that after two weeks ago. So. <laughs> okay. So today we want to give you guys some actionable things, some nitty gritty kind of stuff that will make a big difference in helping to change the culture. We've already done episodes on culture. And I think we've discussed how to go about creating the culture. So we're not going to regurgitate that. We're going to, we're going to hopefully talk about some tips and tricks to help the team and then help productivity. Yeah. Because ultimately as a business owner, that's really what we're all about. I mean, it's nice to be touchy and feely and care about everybody and all that stuff. We got to make some money too. Right. And crazy thing is you can do that all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. When we sent out a Marco Polo, it's an app I talked about last week and ask people why they love working here. I would say the top answer of all of our people was flexible schedule. Very top. Nobody said Ron's cool. (laughs) I was a little bit shocked. I was a little shocked by that. (laughs) 
but nobody got on there and said, <laughs> I like working on the team because Ron is really cool. Nobody said that. <laughs> nobody said that. So flexible schedule, number one answer. If we were on a family feud right now, that would be the top answer. And it was topped by a wide margin. Yes. We have one of our virtual assistants that has some pretty serious health problems. And she told me she was at first kind of afraid to say something because she it means she has regular doctor's appointments and things like that. And it was like, oh, well, of course, if you need to log off 15 minutes early to make sure you get to that appointment on time, let us know. Or just giving flexibility for people with their life because everyone has a life. Everyone yep. Yep. has a life outside of work. All um, doing, one of the things is that I love about being a business owner is that very thing. I can pretty much do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. You know, so long as things get done and we make money and business runs, I can live where I want. I can do what I want. I don't answer to anybody. Those things all really resonate with me. You guys know we've talked a little bit about some of the health problems that my family has. I literally don't know how some people yeah. work at jobs where they don't have flexibility if they have health problems. I literally don't know how they would do it. I often talk to my wife about that, you know, that we're so blessed that we have the ability to just drop things yeah. and go do some of the things that we've got to do to keep people feeling good around here. And man, there's a lot of other people out there who are like that, you know, and if you yeah. actually care, this goes back to the episode, we're not going to fall back into the touchy-feely part, I promise. Yeah. But tactically as a business owner, wouldn't it be nice to know that somebody on your team would feel better if they could leave 15 minutes early because they got a doctor's appointment or that they have to leave in the middle of the day to go do a doctor's appointment so they can continue to feel good so they can continue to do a great job. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes without saying, but that means a lot to people. And I actually did not know how important, in, in spite of the fact that my family has that issue, because I haven't actually, quote, worked a job for somebody else since the military. I don't know what that really means, but we've had people in tears telling us thank you for allowing them to go and take care of family members and themselves and places like, because they they've never actually experienced that in any other company. Yep. We've had many times people on staff pregnant and really sick and Mm -hmm. like really sick to the point that I remember I called you up, Ron, and I said, Hey, she's really sick and not doing well. And I'm sure that she's struggling to maintain work and just life and had a family. And I said, let's send someone to clean her house. And same kind of story, right? Like whole, and that didn't cost very much money and it improved her productivity for us. Like as far as a business strategical, that's not why we did it, but like. We're going to tell you about all kinds of selfish things you can do today. Okay. The the idea is not that you're selfish, but we're going to tell you the other side of this as a business person. How do these things affect you? And I will just say, I have said it multiple times on here before that there is this massive workforce out there that's not being served in the stay-at-home mom, but (laughs) they have a tendency to get pregnant. So you're going to have to have a contingency plan (laughs) on that piece because I, you know, stay-at-home moms are moms first and they love being moms and they get pregnant and then they have kids and the whole cycle starts all over again. It's true. Now, I love kids and I think that's super cool. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so I think that's awesome. I also think it's super cool for 
women to go out and have an awesome career and make more money than their husbands, Heather. I think that's super cool. Yeah. And I think you should be able to do whichever of those you want. But as a business owner, you just need to know and plan for the fact that if you do take the road that we as a company have taken and have all of this flexibility that stay-at-home moms love, they get pregnant and that does cause problems. <laughs> you have to cross-train. You have to yeah. have... You, you got to be better. Yep. <laughs> but the good news is unbelievable talent. Unbelievable yeah. talent. And, and you such loyalty. Yep. But... You know, I think what we found uh, is that, except for one, except for one that I can remember, everybody's pretty much in a hurry to get back. Like they, yeah. they like what they do so much, and the flexibility is there. So when the kids down sleeping, they want to work. It's true. They, they want to actually. It's an escape. Yeah. And then if you're like Heather, which I've joked about on the show before, <laughs> you do that from the hospital bed when they take the baby away. Like no, the, I'm, I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm just going to take some calls and sell from the hospital. Yeah, I'm not really a cool. napper. I'm not a napper. I've never no. been. So no. even after okay. having a baby. So, but not on but that I, one, but like <laughs> you guys get it. Flexible schedules, top on the list. If you can do that, some businesses can't do that, but if you can, man, there's a big workforce out there that's untapped that yep. needs flexibility. If you can give it to them, you will be um, richly rewarded. It's true. We are performance driven. So we're not tracking. Most of our people are not. Well, no, no one is punching a time card. So no we do not track <laughs> hours. Yeah. Even when we first had our VAs come on, because we have a couple, they were sending in their hours every day. Like, hey, taking lunch break. And I was like, I don't, I don't really we need don't to care. do this. Like, Eat while you're working. We don't care. <laughs> I, know, I don't care. We don't care. Just get your stuff done. And I don't really care what you, how you manage your time. So we have clear KPIs or key performance indicators. I always forget what that stands for. We track it with meetings using traction. If you haven't read that book, super awesome. So it's really clear for people that work for you, what you expect and how they're going to be achieving their goals and how that's going to be measured. Everything's really clear. That's a really good way to retain good people. So I was always that way. And I think a lot of this comes. So look, we talked about last week, everything comes from leadership down. I am a person who never, ever liked all the sales jobs I had where I was kind of on my own. I was a 1099 person. If I was in a sales position and somebody wanted to micromanage me, I was out, man. I don't want you up in my business. <laughs> yeah. Just let me go hunt. You know, when I'm out there hunting and I kill, I'll bring it back and I'll drop it off at the office and we'll be good to go. Just leave <laughs> me alone. <laughs> and it's kind of like that. That's kind of how the culture is around here. And it's not just in sales. It's every single position. We do not have anyone. I actually didn't know that, Heather, but I guess that's true. We have no hourly people. Yeah. I mean, um, technically they're supposed to be, but when no one's punching a time card, it's just get your stuff done. So yeah, it's, it's a salary and you just, and honestly, I don't really care how long it takes. Yep. I mean, look, I don't want to get taken advantage of as a business owner, but we generally know the time it takes to do stuff. Yep. I just don't care if you do it during you know, this time and this time, I just care that it gets done. And if you have to interact with the clients, just make sure you're available for them when they need you. That's all. And, and other than that, I really don't care. But that performance, would, like you were saying, Heather, since we're performance driven and since everybody knows what their KPIs are, we don't have to flog them to do that. They know that their KPIs also are connected to the main goal of the company. And since everyone loves the company and what we're doing and why we're doing it, 
why would they not want to hit their KPIs and their goals and move the football down the field, so to speak? It's true. Through you know some communication, some Zoom meetings, quarterly meetings where we go through our core values every quarter, we have made it so even though people are remote, they feel part of the team. They feel part mm-hmm. of a family. And I think some of that is the KPIs, the goals that are a team goal. So I talked to one team member this week and I said, hey, if you don't hit your KPI, I just realized no one's going to hit their KPIs in the entire company. And I said, so we're all going to pitch in and we're all going to help you this week by making some phone calls and bird dogging some leads for you so that you can hit your KPI because everybody needs it, right? So it's very team organized, team driven. And how important is those? So tactically, again, selfishly from a business owner's perspective, how important is it that everybody, that every single person has a metric or a couple of metrics that's their responsibility? Mm -hmm. How important is it that they understand how their metric affects other people's metrics in the company and they affect the main... You don't want anybody on your team who thinks they're just taking up space and they're not producing, right? So if everybody is supposed to produce as a business owner, every single person in your organization should be producing a return on investment. You're investing in them, both time, energy, and money. And if they're not producing, well, then why do you want them around and why do they want to hang around? Yeah. So if there's a reason to have them there, let's figure out what the reason is. Let's put a KPI or a metric attached to it and then help them understand how that actually benefits the whole team. Mm-hmm. And to Heather's point, how it affects the whole team Yes, when it's not being hit. It's a big deal. That's right. A couple other things that have really helped us in retaining good people is that I don't feel like our people ever feel like they're capped in their growth, that we grow leaders. And hey, can we put a pin in that for just a second? Something just, something just occurred to me. Yeah, it's exactly right, Heather. You're like, gosh, dang it, we were moving on. We're not. It is so important that people understand if they don't perform, that it affects other people. But I love what Heather just said. And I also love the fact that Heather didn't have to come ask me if this was a good idea. And nobody on the team needed to be told, we have to do this to help this person out. It was just, if you really have a team and someone is struggling for whatever reason, right? They're constantly struggling. That's a, that's a whole different ballgame. But if a person on the team is struggling for whatever reason, and the whole freaking team pitches in to help them out, I want you just if you're if you're driving or if you're you know cleaning the house or you're washing the car, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this, take one second, just let that sink in. What that does, just understand what that does for the team cohesion when everyone drops what they're doing and assists someone who's struggling. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And selfishly, as a business owner, selfishly again, it increases productivity because the person being helped, the person who's being served, feels like the team gives a crap. That they're again going back to Angel last week. Yeah, you got to produce the number, but everybody has off weeks, everybody has off days. And if everyone else is willing to just stop for a second and help out, it's pretty freaking cool, really, as a team. And everybody who listens to this show knows because y'all are cool people. Everybody on this show listening knows that when you serve people, you get more out of the service than you give in giving the service. Yeah. 
And so again, selfishly, as a business owner, when you allow that to happen in your company, you get more productivity. Mm -hmm. And look, none of this is rocket science. Like Heather and I didn't just like go, hey, we're going to share with you guys some (laughs) incredible things that no one has ever thought of before (laughs) ever since. I mean, I mean, that's this has literally been around since before Moses, right? That you should serve people. And especially if you're on a team together, you should be serving people. Okay. And now, Heather, go ahead. Sorry. I no. I just wanted to underscore that because that's something really, really cool. I just didn't want to like skim over it. No, I think that's great. I was just leading into that we are driven to help people on our team grow, that they don't feel capped, that mm-hmm. when I first kind of mentioned that to Angel and our other VA, like, hey, if you at any point aren't loving this position, because we know the person hit, meets our core values, has great work ethic, they're a great person, then yep. if you ever don't like your seat, I want you to tell me. So that hiring for the position and moving people based on the seat and the needs of the seat and encouraging and growing leaders. And it's a lot. As human beings, most people, Except for the very slothful few. <laughs> slothful. It's true. I agree with you. I just Come on. There's some lazy bastards out there that don't <laughs> want to grow. Okay. But again, everybody listening to this show doesn't fall in that category. Everybody yeah. wants to grow. Everybody wants to become something. We're human beings because we're yeah. trying to become better than we were. And if you're capped in your job and you don't feel like you're growing... That can get really old. That can be a reason why someone would want to leave, mm-hmm. even if they love you and love the organization. If they feel like they need to grow, which most everybody does, if you don't allow them to grow, they will leave. Yeah. Have an open it's, mind. It's just cool, Heather. You were just telling me before the show that it's so much fun to watch people actually grow into a leadership position. Yeah. It really and is. People that didn't really see that in themselves, right? It's even more rewarding if they are going, oh, this is uncomfortable, or I didn't really see myself as a leader. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fun. It's and yeah. One of the most rewarding growth. things. It's so cool. And again, so let's leave the touchy feeling for a second and just say, as completely selfishly, why would you not want to have more leaders in your organization? Yes. It's a hell of a lot easier to grow if you've got a whole bunch of people who can grow into leadership positions Mm -hmm. and you've already grown into leadership positions, but can now handle more and become more of a leader because you've helped them become a leader just in general, just out of the gate. Right. So we tell people that in the interview, like we want you to grow because if you grow, we grow. So selfishly, I want everybody in the organization to grow and you should too. Another thing that I've heard from several team members only in the last year, maybe is sufficient training that you don't just look at someone, put them in a seat and then just go, good luck, (laughs) like figure it out. I would say for a couple of years, we were doing that. I would say longer than that. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to be nice. (laughs) I was literally the worst at this. I was so bad. And this comes back to what I told you guys just uh, earlier. So to a fault, I wanted people to leave me alone. Yeah. So I naturally just assumed everybody else wanted people to leave them alone too. But most people I've learned, they want to be left alone after they know what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's pretty important. <laughs> it's pretty important to onboard people properly and tr- give them all of the training that they need. If you don't, 
I mean, there's very, very few people who can just jump into a new position, figure it out themselves, create all the SOPs themselves. That's standard operating procedure, by the way, (laughs) and just own it. Very, very few people can do that. We do the predictive index too. And we know the people that really need that extra training. We didn't even talk about that. That's a big deal for us with retaining people is understanding their superpowers. So, and then, you know, Heather, I think even once we realized, once I actually started to realize, oh my gosh, these people actually need to be trained and onboarded and actually understood what onboarding was. Once all of that happened, then I had to actually go, well, okay, what is fully trained? Like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Because it was a lot more than I thought. Yeah. I mean, a lot more than I thought. And part of that whole training experience is, you know, we talked about this in other episodes is to trust them and allow them to fail mm-hmm. because we learn so much more from our failures. I mean, I'm, we're here talking about one of our failures. One of our failures is for freaking long time. We didn't train anybody or onboard and we just thought <laughs> we could hire people. And give them self-starters. A phone. It was hey, like, are you a self-starter? Are you a self-starter? Yeah, I'm a self-starter. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> here's your job title. Now go get them, Tiger Wallet. <laughs> They don't know what the heck is going on. Emails pouring in. Here's your email. Yeah, now just knock that out. What is that? Uh, yeah, it's probably best to tell them what that is and give them a little <laughs> bit of information about what their job is. Um, we were so bad. Yeah, I mean, so bad at that. And we wonder why we had turnover. Yeah, we should probably back up just a step, Heather. We're pretty good at this now. We were not very good at this for a long t- year, yeah. especially the sales team, Heather. You remember that? Oh my yep. god. I mean, we banged our head against the wall forever with that. It is a Christmas miracle that Heather has lasted as long as she did. (laughs) Seriously, because we we were that bad. I personally, I was that bad at this. So if you're that bad at it and you're out there going, I don't understand what he's talking about. There's hope for you too. Mm -hmm. You can fix this. I built out a lot of the training just because I did the job all the time. And we used Rizuku. Awesome. For those who need... Ruzuku.com. Yeah. They just have the option for people to go through training materials and I can see reports of who saw what training materials and you can put quizzes and stuff through there. You can create a course and we just store everything in there. A few of these things that we've been talking about today, all of the things we've been talking about today, these are all things you can implement. They're none of them are hard. Well, that's not true. Building the onboarding and the training that actually takes some time. It, It is a little bit cumbersome. But if you do it right, which is what Heather was just saying, where you do it and you record all of it and you put it into a system where people can actually take it in over and over and over again, so you don't have to continuously train them, it makes it a lot easier. You only have to do it once that way. And you just add to it when you find things that people don't know very well, you just add to it, drop it in there, and then it's there there permanently for everybody. Yeah. That was kind of an aha moment for us. I think I came back from a mastermind. I was like, this is earth shattering. <laughs> they recorded their training. <laughs> and I'm, just in, I'm like, that is the easiest. Like, come on, Phillips. Yeah. How long have you been in business? You haven't freaking recorded your... I mean, it seems so easy. Now, actually doing it and recording it and putting it in there and making it the right order and doing the quizzes, like Heather was saying, that was a lot of work, Heather. I mean, I watched you do that. I helped a little bit, but mostly it was Heather. It was a lot of work. But cool thing is now it's done. 
So important. Onboarding and training, so important. People will leave. And I was just talking to a couple of business owners this week who were having a hard time with turnover. And as I was talking to them, I realized, okay, you hired somebody who told you they could do the job. And so you just let them do the job and you didn't train them how you wanted things done. And you didn't introduce them to your culture. You didn't do anything in a normal onboarding process that would allow them to be successful. Like nothing. And then that guy was like, oh yeah, 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 I, did. I didn't do that. Well, they could have been the best person in the world. They're still going to leave. You yeah. literally didn't support them at all, like at all. And here I am telling him this and I'm like, yeah, this is the pot calling the kettle black, like over and over and over again, because I did that for years. I did that. Yeah and didn't understand why it didn't work. It's these things get me going because I get really excited about the impact and the things we've learned. And if we implement just one of these things, it could oh, drastically it, it, improve. Game changer. Let's end on a positive. Well, let's, let's combine the touchy feely of last week, Heather, with the, with the actionable items and the selfish, you know, do this because it's better for the company anyway. And it's better for you as the business owner or the leader. Let's kind of combine both of those together because you and I, as people are listening to this, we are on our way to Mexico. And so we're taking the team down to Mexico. As we were shopping for the trip and working with a travel agent to make it happen, I remember having the conversation. We could have gone to any number of different resorts. But one of the things that I really believe in is that everybody should be able to experience the same things that I experienced. So why would we go to a lesser resort? No, number one. So we'll we'll do both sides. Number number one. How cool is it that everybody can experience something that I have been blessed to be able to experience, right? A really nice resort. Yeah. And then number two, selfishly, if you're taking them, well, then you want to be in a nice resort anyway. I mean, I don't want to go hang out at a crappy resort. So we're going to a really nice resort and we're taking the team down there. And this goes for everything else. We talked a little bit about the scheduling because I like a flexible schedule. I think it's kind of nice. Everybody else gets to experience a flexible schedule. And if when I take time off, I'm off, well, probably be nice if when Heather's off, she's off too. And same thing with everybody else on the team. So we cross train. We make it so that people, when they leave and go on vacation, they can actually be on vacation. They don't have to worry about their position. They don't have to worry about all the tasks they're supposed to be being taken care of because someone else can do it. Let the team experience the same thing you get to experience as an owner. Yeah, It's the right thing to do anyway. But selfishly, Heather, we were just literally talking about this the other day about how in the past, we had some people on the team who just literally never understood the financials. And they always thought that the owner, me, was just hand over fist, like just taking the money in and running, right? Yeah, You get a little bit less of that if you just allow other people to experience this thing, there's less jealousy. There's less of all of that. If you're just kind to your people and you don't flaunt the fact that you potentially have more than them or that you get to do cool things and they don't get to do cool things, show them the cool things you're doing and then invite them along. If the company does really well, let them do really well. Do some kind of a bonus where they can do better if they do better. All of those things that you as the owner get to experience, if you allow other people to experience them, number one, it's the right thing to do. But number two, selfishly, again, it's better for you and it's better for the company. It's yeah. better for everybody. So anyway, think about that. 
and we will not be thinking about you at all because we're going to be in Mexico. <laughs> How's that for honesty? No, we're taking a vacation. I just told you that when we go on vacation, we don't think about work. So we're going to go party it up. Don't expect us to be thinking about you because we're not going to be. But we've cross-trained. So we have, because this is a qualifying trip, people had to qualify to go and hit their KPIs. Mm -hmm. So we have some team members that are actually new and weren't here when we had this KPI thing. We will have people running the business still, but. And next year they'll all get to go, hopefully. That's right. And they'll they'll all actually get a chance because they're, some of them are new. And regardless, Heather might be thinking about you. I I will not, but. We still hope that while we're gone, that you guys take the opportunity to get there out there and make something happen. Till next time, guys. Thanks, everyone. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.